Superarios para Super Show. You get the rest. Welcome to the twenties. They're back. The war in twenties. But we can't rape women anymore. <laughs> uh did you have a big twenty twenty celebration? No, I went to bed at like 10.30. Yeah, I think I was in bed by like 11. Joe came over and played darts. I don't know. (laughs) Like since my early 20s, it's never been a thing. Uh, Maybe if we, I lived in like a warmer climate where like going downtown was more Like a fun thing? Yeah. Not like, ooh, let me wait out in the cold for like an hour and a half. And every place is just going to be packed to shit and... Yeah, I spent my I spent my final moments of the last decade uh, trying to marathon my way through the morning show before my free subscription to Apple Plus ran out. <laughs> time well spent. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, uh, what a tremendous waste of time. Uh, to really quickly, never even given the Mandalorian a shot. <laughs> or no, uh, Apple Plus. That's right. Yeah, Apple Plus. I was like, uh, let me try to get because that was the only thing I had any interest in on on there because I like Steve Carell. Uh, I was kind of curious to see what Jennifer Aniston is about. It was nominated for best drama. At the Golden Globes. So it's like, that's kind of interesting, because I hadn't heard... I've heard no one talk about it. Nobody talk about it. Yeah. So I watched it. Uh, it, If you're going into it to enjoy Steve Carell at all, you're going to be sorely disappointed, because not only does he play the most unlikable person on the planet, he's uh, barely in it. I think there's three episodes he doesn't even appear in at all. Yeah, the five seconds of the commercial I saw made it definitely look like he's the Matt Lauer in this story. Yeah, he 100% is. The first scene, the very first scene of the whole show is him getting a call that's like, hey, some allegations about you are out, so we're going to have to get rid of you or something like that. Uh, and he immediately, like, it's just him, like, at home pouting, like, I didn't rape anybody! Everything was consensual! God damn it, these whores! And, like, throwing <laughs> things around his house. That's the best way to end that speech. <laughs> he has a point where he, like, he's, like, because his wife leaves him, and most people aren't trying to talk to him anymore, so he, like invites other Me Too directors to his oh. place to, like, play with him. And, and like, he's going to get hosed in that divorce. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There's there's tons there. Uh, the the issue with the show is that everybody's just unlikable. Except for, like, um, uh, not Renee. So, uh, what the fuck's the other girl? Um, she's the notebook and everything like that. Uh, fucking the other chick. Uh, the one who's not Jennifer Aniston. Uh, she's decent. But everyone else is a complete scumbag. Like, just the fucking garbage person all the way through. And uh, it's ten episodes that probably should have just been like a movie. Because the actual episode where you kind of see what sort of happened to, like, the two major characters that, like, this instance kind of been around. Seeing that in action is pretty good. Because you do, slowly over the course of it, kind of realize how all the actions at this place enable someone like uh, the the... In this case, a Mitch or a Matt Lauer, like how it kind of enables them to succeed. Like it just starts with like small jokes and then things like that. He, even at a moment, he's kind of even tempering it. He's like, "Come on, guys, she has kids at home. Let's let's relax about this or something like that." And then eventually, you're like, "Oh, you know, it's that it, it's very clear." Becomes an old boys' club. Yeah, and just like that, he would assume that he would like. He's like, "Well, they didn't say no, so obviously they do want to fuck me." Like, well, I mean, it was <laughs> it took place during the Las Vegas shootings, so it seems weird that you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get mine though during this." Well, if any a time to, to try and cover it up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're like no one will notice during this part. 
Uh, but yeah, super disappointing. This just in, Steve Carell's raping a woman backstage right now. <laughs> 50 dead at a country music fair. I didn't rape anybody! I didn't rape anybody! Back to our main story, 50 dead at a country music <laughs> fair. Uh, yeah, just super disappointing show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bummer. Real bummer. Don't watch it. Uh, I finished Fleabag, which I highly recommend. Hmm. Um... It's not always spectacular. It, it can be a bit derivative, but it's only two seasons, and I think it's eight episodes a season, and it's starring, directed, and create and created by the same woman. Okay. So it, it's definitely one person's vision, which I'm always a little bit more interested in. And uh, I thought I thought it was interesting enough, and it's got some funny lines. I highly recommend it. It's pretty sweet. I, I did like... Uh, and it's done, too. Like, she did two seasons, won oh, a shit ton of awards, and walked away. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens with... All right, so it's... With Watchmen. Watchmen. That, which One is perfect. Is done. I'm You're 100% like, fine God. with that. I don't need to know whether she becomes Dr. Manhattan. No. Far more interesting if, like, 30 years down the line, some really great other show producers given the handle to be like, hey, why not, do you want to tell another story in that world? Or you could just end it there. No one ever touches Watchmen again. I don't even need th- – it could be five years from now because, I mean, J.J. Abrams doesn't own Watchmen. So as long as they don't use the characters from that series, someone can do any kind of Watchmen. I'm fine with someone doing a whole different kind of Watchmen that has nothing to do with that, the continuum the that they've set the up. And Lindelof and anything like that. Yeah, I mean, that's even kind of a cool, like, give a bunch of different people their own crack at Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just gotta get Alan Moore to do it, which he bitches every time anyone does anything, but he still keeps giving people the rights to do it. You could, if he was really that upset about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it would have stopped there. Like, if you were yeah. like, you cannot bastardize my work like this anymore. I, I assume he talks a little bit like Werner Herzog. And his, <laughs> dude, I love that Werner Herzog. That's like my new impression I'm trying to get down. Like, bounty hunting is a very dangerous profession. It's an odd German accent. Like, when it's you, strange. Like, sort of faint that you haven't heard before. It is very strange. But now nah, I've heard I've heard good things about Mandalorian. That's one I'm going to check out. Obviously, right now I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's very difficult to find a time for it between like Oscar picks and everything else. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm working on that list of movies for this year, which I've gotten ten down so far. Favorite of the ten? Uh RoboCop's really really good. RoboCop, like in like a very like simple over kind of gangs way. in New York. Uh, Gangs in New York's like uh, maybe like halfway down that list. All right, what about the Dan? What about Bill the Butcher? Bill the Butcher. If you just take that performance, the the performance is great. That that movie though has like a last third, and if it didn't, it'd probably score a lot higher. But that last third, you're like, I have no idea what we're trying to do. Like this very goofy, like giant, like sharks versus jet street fight that's about to happen as like with the, pe- as the navy just bombs the city from a real historical event that's happening people with daggers and hooks and bill the butcher still puts on like one of those old school leather like football, old football helmets, helmets. Yeah, it's, it's such an odd like, you know the guy you're fighting has a dagger right what's <laughs> what's the helmet for yeah there's a lot of like weird goofiness events for percussions concussions um i liked ex machina a lot I yeah. watched that one. That was super solid. Um, great performance by Oscar Isaac, too. He's amazing. I I really, I underestimated because I couldn't remember a ton of things he's in. And one of the most notable things is like Star Wars. And you're like, eh, Poe's okay, I guess. And then you watch that, you're like, oh, he's fucking incredible. He's so talented. It's amazing that the, they didn't, I mean, obviously they didn't look into it. They kind of figured it. But like the Star Wars have like two of the best male actors kind of out there right now. Like relative, I mean, Oscar Isaac, I think, is in his 40s. But... 
Uh, Don Hall Gleason, who plays Hawks in there, is in Next Machina as well. He's great. Uh, I've yet to see him in anything I liked. I would watch Ex Machina, which is going to be very confusing because they just announced a new movie called Ex Machina that's also going to star Oscar Isaac that is not connected to the other one in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Day Ex Machina is probably like public domain. Isn't that like a I mean, Latin Ma- for Day of the Machine? Ex Machina just means like uh, the uh, ghost in the machine or something like that. Well, Day Ex Machina. Uh, I, the God's Machine. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, like an old But Latin Ex term. Machina. Like, they're doing another movie called Ex Machina starring Oscar Isaac. That's not going to have oh, wow. anything to do with the other one that's called Ex Machina that stars <laughs> Oscar Isaac. So it's a little weird. Uh, I watched The Matrix, uh, Polar, the one with Mads Mikkelsen on Netflix that you saw, like, the oh, tail yeah. end up. It was okay. Uh, Raging Bull. And Wally was pretty sweet, too. I liked Wally a lot. Yeah, it was my, I caught most of Wally when you were watching it. That was my first time seeing it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, it's pretty soft. It's John Ratzenberger's, honestly, biggest non-Toy Story. And definitely his most heroic. When you consider how cameo he's basically become at this point. Oh, it's like John Ratzenberger's in every movie. You're like, really? Who was he in The dog from Coco steps on his foot. Ouch! (laughs) Doesn't even that. He's like, oh, he plays a dog in Coco. Like, really? I don't, like, the the big dog? No, a second dog. There was another dog he barks at once. You're like, bark, bark, bark. Uh, bark, er, uh, barka. <laughs> Is that what he did? Literally? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm joking. <laughs> hey there, Coco. You know, uh, sometimes when people forget about you, you fade away. Er, uh, barka. They, uh, you know, uh, cut. <laughs> George, please. John. <laughs> it's like I'm. Not... Wait, you're not George Went? You're not Norm? God damn it! You promised me Norm. You start things breaking. But God damn it! Fourteen movies into it. <laughs> Uh, so what yeah. was he, no, he was in Coco, right? Who? No, he does all the Pixar, doesn't he? Oh, is Coco Disney? Uh, I thought Coco was Pixar. I don't was know. Pixar. Uh, I think it actually is now that you say it. So, let me see. I'll look it up in a second. You can, uh, vamp in the meantime if you want. But yeah, uh. We'll get to the death picks shortly. Death picks, Oscar pull. Spoiler alert. Uh, nobody won this no. year. No, no picks on this year, unfortunately. But next year, this year rather, all my picks, even my, uh, even my wild card. Really? They're all going. This confident. Down. They're all going just... down. <laughs> well, I mean, we won't know. We're actually we could end up both trying to pick the same person, so one of us might have to change. Um, one of us might. Wrestling wise, I think one of us might have the same pick. I don't think so, because I think I took the person you did last year. Music-wise, uh, I can almost guarantee we're not going to, and I think I might be called on this. I don't know <laughs> uh, whether or not he's still a celebrity. And uh, oh, I've, yeah, I've, I've, if that's the question, I might, I might also <laughs> fall into that range as well. I've prepared a legal argument as well. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, he was Coco. He was Juan Ordo, Orto Donica, or Doncia. Don't remember that. Don't remember. Uh, All right. Do we want to go right into the death pool then? Sure. Uh, I'll read off my last year ones, none of which hit. uh, Clint Eastwood for my celebrity, Dan, or for my actor, Dan Quayle for my politician, Jake the Snake for my wrestler, which I'm glad he made it. It makes me feel even (laughs) shittier for rooting against him. (laughs) Thank you, that old fuck. Ozzy Osbourne. And Roseanne Barr was my wild card. Okay. Uh, did you want me to do mine? Or 
I had yours as Kirk Douglas. I had Kirk Douglas as my actor. I had Terry Funk as my wrestler. Uh, Jimmy Carter as my politician. Paul McCartney as my musician. And my wild card was Jim Carrey. And let's start, do we start with, uh, let's start with uh, actor. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? I am picking Sylvester Stallone. Oof. I think a life of being, I'm sure he has worked out and ate well a lot of that, but there's no way some of that hasn't been steroids. Oh, yeah. And And he is 70. Doesn't have any huge movies going on right now or anything like that? No, and had his kind of redemption with Creed. Like, the guy showed he could still make an amazing movie, or amazing franchise, to be honest with you, because I love the second one, too. Um, So he could finally go, it could finally catch up to his small five-foot-seven heart. (laughs) Uh, In equally beloved news, my actor is uh, James Earl Jones. Oh! I'm thinking it's finally, they've been talking, they've been kind of worried that he might go for a while. There was talk they were recording extra lines for Darth Vader. Yeah, he's pretty old. Yeah. So he's, he's he's pretty high up there. So I was like, this seems like it's not an unthinkable thing to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels makes- like it's more likely than not. Like, Lion King movies, like, live-action versions kind of done, too, so... Full circle for him. Yeah. His great-grandkids got to enjoy that at this point, I would oh, assume. God, He's probably. Gotta- so. Uh, politician, I'm snaking yours. I'm going Jimmy Carter. I say this is the year for Jimmy Carter to finally... And- I, w- I was this close to Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. I feel like she's holding on for the election. I feel like there's a like a fiery death grip on her soul right now that she's trying to hold on for a Democrat president before she goes. Oh, but if Trump gets announced like he won re-election, does oh, she just fall yeah, over? That's like, the like, moment she's like, I tried. <laughs> like she just, like Thanos snapped, like she just turns dust and withers away. Like, <laughs> like if there's ever a person that's kicking themselves for not retiring <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> Uh, my politician, I'm doing Bob Dole. Solid pick. Pretty old. I think you had him a couple years ago. Yeah. So I'm putting him on. He's one of those guys you forget still alive. Yeah. Or you're just like, yeah, I'm sure he's around. I almost did Ross Perot. I was like, is Chris going to fight me on that? Because he's never been an elected official anywhere. I mean, am I really? I was like, I guess if you want to do that. Are we just naming old people we think are going to die? Dad's my Oscar. Dad's my celebrity. Wait till my, (laughs) wait till my music pick. Uh, wrestler, I have Ric Flair. That's just, like, I'm just, I didn't, there's so many wrestlers right now that have already kind of passed that, like, that, like, that level, I feel like you're only people now, like, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, like, there's only people who are kind of still around who are pretty big, like, even the fucking Rock and Roll Express just had a tag team title run in NWA, so I'm like... It's tough to really gauge who seems like they're doing. Like, Ric Flair honestly seems like he's on the upswing. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, maybe something happens and it, it, like, I'm not hoping for anything, but just it's tough. Old, just natural old yeah. age. I'm like, yeah. I'm just, it's tough to figure out who possibly is like in any kind of space right there. I'm torn between Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still know, on Monday Night Raw right He's now. had a, a pretty bad year and you think he's probably kind of got to be. He's, it, he's still in an His son died right this now. year, right? Or was that Ryan last year? Christopher? That was a couple years ago, wasn't it? That was it. Yeah. I thought it more... I was going to say, like, bad year. I was like, he's back on television, Mikey. <laughs> Things have never been better. Everything's <laughs> he's on co- top. Everything's coming up Lawler. This is the year of Lawler. This is the year of the king. Get well, out of here, rats. It's the year of the king here. Well, or I was thinking a gutsier pick, Scott Steiner. That's also, a guy... St- also still wrestling. 
Yeah, but that's a guy that's and probably been significantly wrestling too smaller. Long. Oh, uh, have you ever seen that photo Kevin Nash posted relatively recently where he showed his legs? No. I'm gonna pull that up in a second here then. Okay. Because it's uh it's pretty brutal, but. All right, I'm gonna go uh, game time decision. I'm gonna go Jerry Lawler. Okay. The photo on the left is him before surgery, and his one leg you can see is essentially concave, like it's so curved wow. and like a, almost like a letter C. It's like an alien. That's yeah. weird. And you're like, you know what? Maybe it's starting to make sense a bit more. Why, <laughs> like your the like quads tore me. And it's weird. He's he, like in the other in the recovery shot. He's clearly not able to like work out and get his thighs up. And it's like, man, but you're still like so top heavy. That's yeah. got to be bad news. Oh yeah. Um, musician. Little Richard. I have Little Richard too. <laughs> what? God damn it. <laughs> Isn't what we just had to both pick someone new now? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's the only fair way to do it. That's so weird. Why would we both pick Little Richard? He's now been in a headline in decades. I had no idea. That's why I was like, what an outside pick. Let's go Little Richard on this. Uh, I guess I just type in old musicians. And uh, figure it out from there. <laughs> is Bob Dylan's old ass I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mick Jagger Mick Jagger yeah. okay um yeah and Little Richard's gonna fucking drop dead tomorrow <laughs> we're gonna be so bummed so infuriated <laughs> uh was that the one you think I, you thought I was gonna question that too like yeah, well, yeah he hasn't been thing. a musical celebrity was, in four decades at least ask, I was like is Little Richard still alive <laughs> Oh, and he looks terrible, too. When uh, <laughs> it's going to be when he dies. I thought I was going to get a real, like, Larry David Kirby enthusiasm stare. Like, okay, so this guy that's barely a celebrity to anyone under 50 and is in awful chronic bad health. Who'd you pick? Uh, Mick Jagger? Yeah. Huh. I don't want to go with Willie Nelson. I feel like we've done him too many times now. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go, he's not as old as I probably should be going for, but I'm going to go Bob Dylan. Okay. That's a safe pick. I mean, he's 78. He can't live forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All these people can't. Uh, and then who's your (laughs) little Richard (laughs) donates his working heart. God damn it. <laughs> Bob Dylan. No! <laughs> he saves our picks. His kidneys still. Oh my god, I feel amazing. Oh, <laughs> Woo! I'm having a heart attack! Woo! <laughs> no! No, another Richard! And then who's your wild card? Wild card, and, uh, you know, we always throw this in front of the wild card. You don't hope it, you don't yeah. want it. Uh, I'm going with Lizzo. Oh, just like fat and <laughs> fat and black and just not. Come on, probably diabetes already. I looked her up. She's thirty-one. <laughs> to the biggest year of her career at the height of her game. She's yeah, gone. well, she's dancing around a lot now and she's performing a lot. Come on, it's just cook crunk. You're not telling me. Oh, okay, Lizzo's eating well on the road. I'm not saying she is. I just hope that it was like like fat, right? And you're like fat and black. That girl gets in. Yeah. Well, come on. 
fat and black. It was like my Aretha There's Franklin. There's a lot of heart problems, fat, sodium. Like fat and old, and you're like, eh, black's awesome. Probably like just as much of a determinative. That girl doesn't need to tell you she grew up in like a church community. Like, oh, I can tell. Well, a bunch of Sunday fried chicken dinners. Uh, my wild card is going to be Lil Uzi. On the idea that every mumble rapper just has so much depression they'll eventually kill themselves. It's not a happy pick. I'm not proud of this. Is that the new generation grunge rock? Where? Yeah, I mean, it's been, what, three of them so far? Have ended up, like, either overdosing or committing suicide. So it's a pretty dark, uh... You'd have to tell me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that that was, uh... Oh, what was his name? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen? Not Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> what was Meek Mill was one. Meek Mills, yeah. Um... Oh, God, who was it last year? Juice World. That was another one. Uh, that, that was the kid who, like, overdosed on the plane. Okay. And I don't know. Well, Lil Uzi is who I'm picking. I'll let you know if he dies. <laughs> I will <And> then... <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Before I order that pizza. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, Lil Uzi's dead. You're like, wait, when did he die? 2007! You fuck, you're trying to trick me! Just because I'm not up to date with all my musicians. <laughs> she already like templating the rat the pizza like <laughs> smorgasbord smorgasbord yeah, I'm rolling it up into like a giant fr- like a giant fruit roll up like arr, arr, arr. um alright so that's our, our death pool my picks are Bob Dole Ric Flair James Earl Jones Bob Dylan and Lil Uzi and uh I don't know you have a bunch of homos on yours Lizzo for Jimmy some- Carter uh who did I pick Mick Jagger Jerry Lawler, Sylvester Stallone, and Lizzo. Okay. There we go. Uh, and then the other big thing to talk about is the Oscar movies. So we're doing this. The Oscar nominations have been announced. So we'll be doing an Oscar podcast. But to go over them real quick. And I will be trying to edit this one and the Oscar ones so that they actually come out before mm-hmm. the things happen. So, so forgive me, there's going to be a backlog of some podcasts that come out out of order, but I'll try and make sure these ones are current. I don't know who I'm saying this to, because no, <laughs> no one will hear it until they come out. <laughs> this plays in June. To Terry! <laughs> uh, so, to give you guys a heads up, what we do is, when the Oscars come around, we try to watch as many of the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Lead Actor, and Best Lead Actress. Uh, and then... We usually play some kind of penalty on whoever loses that by not picking the winners. You can only pick the winner if you've watched the movie that they were in or the movie in question. If for some uh, reason it would come down to a tie, it, it would be who's watched, watched the mess movies. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. So the movies that are up there, uh, to go over them, uh, 19, uh, Best Picture nominees are 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Woman, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. And then the nominees for Best Actor are Jonathan Price from Two Popes, Adam Driver from Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas from Pain and Glory, which I assume was their thought, like, we're going to get a minority pick into that movie until someone at the Academy was made. In parentheses, the movie Mike and Christopher aren't going to see. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what fuck Pain and Glory, I don't think I've ever heard of it. If it comes down to who saw Pain and Glory. Oh, how harsh. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker and Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then Best Actress is going to be Charlize Theron and Bombshell, Renee Zellweger and Judy, Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story, uh, Cyrus Ronan in Little Women, and uh, Cynthia Erivo, I believe, in Harriet. I don't know, a movie I didn't realize existed this past year. 
Another movie that got, like, so little fanfare and not... I don't know if it's just one of those things we needed more black movies in there. I, yeah, that was definitely one of the things. Like, obviously, there's a great story in there, but it, it doesn't sure, sound I'm like not... that movie really caught it from what I heard. I didn't hear a lot of people really, like, championing it. It's almost certainly going to be one of those things where... um, Where it's probably a fine movie... But it's kind of being nominated because they don't want another Oscar so white scenario again. What's the blackest movie getting nominated for Best Picture? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, none of them have predomin- yeah. none of them have predominantly like black casts. In fact, very many of these are kind of almost uh, infamous for how white they are. Like Irishman mm. taking place in nineteen twenties or so America. Having no black characters 19... and barely a woman character. Nineteen seventeen taking place during World War One. Can't imagine there's a ton of black characters in that. Jojo Rabbit taking place in Germany, mm. World War Two time. Little Women was also all about like white women. Ironically, the marriage story, not a ton no black characters, <laughs> honestly. There, yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time, 50s, not a ton of black characters in that. Uh, Joker, I guess there's a couple social workers, so. They're the only good people in the movie, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's not a ton of, uh, uh, like, big name sort of movies there. Um, there are 14 movies, I believe, on that list. Yeah, 14 movies to watch on that Seems doubtful. Watch all of them, especially when there's quite a few, like Pain and Gain, uh, Harriet, Judy, like ones where you're like bombshell. Like the the lead actress category is like, here's Marriage Story and four movies you need to watch just for this. Like mm, that's usually the death kneel in most of our Oscar watching. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know how far I'm going to make it into the best actress one, but honestly, I I'm pretty interested in almost. Actually, no, I would say just about all the the Best Picture nominations. Yeah, I think they're all pretty interesting. Even the the girly one, it's... What's her name? Sarice Warren. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I like Emma Watson's in that. I really like her, too. Uh, Is that Greta Gerwig's movie as well, I think? I believe that's her. Yes. And I like her a lot. Best Director nomination. Yeah, that was one that people were pretty upset about, so... Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're recording this now about three weeks out from the Oscars coming out. So uh, it remains to be seen how much we'll be able to watch of all those. But when we do, there'll be an episode that'll come out. We'll basically, before the actual Oscars, so we'll record like the day before or something like that. We'll kind of go over the movies one by one, talk about which ones we saw, talk about the movies, and then give our picks for which uh, who we think will win those three categories. The punishment. Yeah, and then hopefully shortly after, <laughs> get like a, a response one. And... Yeah. So the punishment, though, we've done normally the loser, or at least recently, the loser has to see three of the worst movies from the past year. I'm and aware, I yeah. feel like <laughs> the reigning loser of the past two years, uh, the three movies... Is two years reigning now? Two years, <laughs> <That's> yeah. Because <laughs> you had to do Transformers. You're firmly then... established as the loser in this. <laughs> and the only year I beat Christopher was the year he saw three movies and gave up. <laughs> it was the one I was like, man, who cares? <laughs> um, the three movies, I think, are kind of obvious from this year. Cats. Yeah. Uh, Cats. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Charlie's Angels. And I'm going to throw it out there. Don't have to do it. But I'm feeling like that new Doctor Doolittle looks pretty horrendous as well. But that's this year's release, right? 
Yeah, it came out like a th- yeah. I guess during this. I year. guess we'll have to wait until the Oscar <laughs> picks next <laughs> season to find. Are out. you really trying to? I mean, we could find a bad movie from 2019. I'm sure. Well, what are the, like the what are the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, let's see, 2019. Works. Anything that actually has a budget of like more than 20 million. <laughs> uh, well, you already saw Dark Phoenix. Oof. Uh, Rambo: Last Blood. I know got pretty bad reviews. Tyler Perry's A Medea's Family Funeral. <laughs> uh, the Kitchen. The Intruder. Anna. I have no idea what that is. Arctic Dogs. I'm just making ones up. Let me let me check out the AV Film Club: The Worst Movies of 2019. Ooh, Joker's on here. Is that a concern for you? What did they ask? Black women? <laughs> uh, after Tyler Perry's and Medea's The Kitchen, Playing with Fire. Oh, is, the, is that a rock? Oh, no, it's John Cena. Uh, no Safe Spaces. Is that a movie? Hmm. Sounds like that was actually a documentary of some kind. Uh, Jay and Son of the Bob reboot. Oh, that'd be sad. Um, we'll, we'll agree Cats is on there. Cats is on And then kind of figure out the other I, two. I think it's guaranteed it's gotta be Charlie's Angels. It looked horrendous. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree to that. And then the third one we'll figure out later. Yeah, I'm gonna keep looking over this list. I mean, we're only like half hour into this, so. I'm sure there's still time to find another one. But it's a pretty, uh, I would guess not, uh, a racially eclectic best picture nomination list, but. It's a, as far as like tone and different kind of movies, I'd say it's pretty eclectic. It's also. And I've seen a fair amount of them already, just out of like interest. It's also going to be one of the ones where Netflix has a presence with two popes being on there and uh, Marriage Story being mm-hmm. the best picture and up for all three of the categories we're talking about. So it's going to be interesting to see how that breaks down. I don't know if there's, like, a real super favorite either. And I guess it's also kind of interesting. Joker kind of takes the spot of, like, the comic book movie that gets kind of nominated up there, but not really a comic book movie. I'm sure for the Academy, they were probably ecstatic that they didn't have to, like, nominate Avengers Endgame or something like that. Yeah, which was surprising you wouldn't throw one at them just for it. Or I mean, they got special And I know Robert Downey Jr. didn't campaign at all for a nomination, but you thought it would still come... I don't, there usually is some kind of like, you know, like Sandra Bullock getting nominated for whatever blind side. Like, that's not a great performance, but usually the industry recognizes when someone's made them so much money that they're like, here's something maybe you could get nominated for. Here's something we'll throw out there for you, essentially. I guess their concern is because they, I mean, it's easier for them to throw the nomination to a best picture movie because they're, they're, they're willing to like jump that up to like 10 nominees or whatever. So, who cares? But when it's best actor, it's like, well, we have to take someone out of a performance. So, I haven't seen every movie under best actor, but... And nobody from... And neither Matt Damon or Christian Bale from Ford Yeah, like, that's another one I was like, it's surprising that... Which, may, which is surprising that it still makes the best picture nomination. You assume it would be a performance thing. Because I, I heard it got okay reviews. You thought... I know it was a very, like, the term I heard a lot was, like, a dad movie. Like, during oh, the holidays, right. it's the movie the dad would want to see, generally. Which, I mean... I'm sure there's a lot of great movies. Under Remember when we beat those guineas? Oh! I'm like, Dad, please, your heart. 
Papa Denunzio, please. <laughs> With the anti-Italian slurs. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's one I guess we have to kind of see what they'll do on and how it'll essentially go. But I'm looking forward to it. Should be a fun Oscar podcast. Once we get right down to that. Do you have anything on your list that you wanted to throw out there? I, uh, just talking with, uh, a friend, a couple of friends, we kind of just did what our list of, like, best movies of the decade were. Okay. Um, and I kind of made my list, I think it's 14. Uh, I did Lincoln, Three Billboards, Best of Enemies, that, uh, Gore Vidal, William F. Buckley Netflix documentary. Okay. Oh, that way, yeah. yeah. The, the, the debate guys. Uh, you know, keeping it kind of highbrow and sophisticated. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> Logan. <laughs> I was really waiting for, like, a uh, fart adventure. <laughs> like, the two guys who farted the entire... X-Men Days of Future Farts. <laughs> uh, Logan. Beast No Nation. Grand Budapest Hotel. Toys- that in the last decade? Huh. Yeah, it was only, like, four years ago. Interesting. Uh, Toy Story 3, Skyfall, Wiener, Joker. Wait, what was wo- the, Oh, the documentary Wiener. The <laughs> documentary by Anthony Wiener. I was like, yeah. is that his joke about the Peanuts movie? He didn't like the Peanuts movie that much, did he? The no. Wiener movie? It, the documentary about Anthony Wiener. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but it's so amazing. It's an astonishing... It's one of the better documentaries to watch just to get to, like, the end. Or, the, the points where you're like... I don't understand. Like, as a documentary person, it has to be the greatest feeling in the world when you're like, I'm going to watch this guy uh, come back from potentially like a real scandal to be win the, what was it, the mayor race? Yeah, he was running for mayor and he was getting traction and he was doing well in the polls. So it's like, okay, let's this guy potentially win mayor again. And then this just enormous, gigantic uh, scandal opening up during that. And for some reason, at no point in time does he ever say like, uh, does Anthony Weiner ever say like, this, "Oh, I guess we shouldn't be filming all parts of this scandal breaking out"? The scene at the very end, after everything's crumpled, his wife's left him, his career's done for the second time, so you know it's done, done. And the it's just that shot of them interviewing him, and the director's like, "Can I ask why have you allowed us to continue filming him, it's, filming you?" And he just goes, "I don't know." It's even better than that because it's right after they got home. From kind of realizing the election's done. And you can see he's watching the TV where the results are happening. You can see in the background his wife is like either on the phone Huda, talking to people Huda, or kind of calling, like maybe even crying. Trying to figure out how to and, save her own life yeah, at this point. And he's just watching these results happen. And the documentary guy just speaks up, like, why are you letting us film this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, literally, he doesn't know. He's like, I guess I'm just wildly destructive. I, I, I don't know. I, I just want to explode everything. The, the moment that... That's a great moment. The other one that's great is when they're just like, so how many women do you think you kind of had these things with? And the, his answer is like, the worst it could humanly be. It's like, I mean, I like, don't know if numbers... Like, I mean, we'd really have to kind of look around and see. It might be uh, like uh, 17 or 18. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
like, it's already a terrible answer to begin with. It's already this weird, like, uh, who's to really say numbers have an objective meaning in our society? Uh, it could be what's a many to you might be very few to me, uh, 13 or 14. <laughs> like, that's still radical. That's still what do I? Who's counting? You know, at this point, I just need to kind of reconcile my marriage, and it's not something I'm looking at. Maybe a baker's doesn't. I don't <laughs> You know what? Round it to 15. I don't care what your political agenda is. That scene is so crazy. You're just like, why would he say, and why would he get permission to use it in the documentary afterwards? Why would he be like, oh guys, no, we definitely have to cut that one. I sounded like a lunatic during that. And to include that one on my list, I kicked off uh, uh, Icarus's Oil. The one about the biker steroid scandal, where it turns out like the Russian guy they had in there was like involved in the Oli- Russian Olympic scandal, and you're like, oh my god, this became like something like the FBI had to step in and get give this guy like witness protection. I was like, it's still not as funny as watching Anthony Weiner just like stumble over this. <laughs> the scene where like shit breaks down, and he like he's in a meeting with his entire cabinet, and he's like. Could have uh, shut down and, and made this documentary not even come out and be like, you know what, you can use public footage, but I'm not doing any more interviews. Yeah. And then that doesn't, the rest of it, it's nowhere near as compelling. Yeah, and he did, like, the scene happens. If you don't like, watch uh, his poor wife, who every, used to be, like, this close to having, like, being, like, the Hillary Clinton's aide. Chief aide of the president. <laughs> it's like, hit, like, everything breaking Just out. packing her shit up after a hundred people probably told her to do that years ago. Just already preparing, like, in this room with his entire cabinet, news breaks out, and he's like, uh, everybody out except for me, my wife, and the, the camera crew. And I'm like, wait, why? Why are they, why are they the ones staying? Look, <laughs> one of them might have been 15. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the, there are legal girls in the group. I'm sure of it. Well, he didn't fuck any of them, so we can give him, like, some crap. But I like the one where it was, uh, whatever, like, the leather Instagram dominatrix that he was sexting with that was, like, chasing him with a camera crew through oh, McDonald's yeah. trying to get him as he's, like, sneaking out back doors. Oh, man. It's so... It's... <laughs> If you want to just watch someone fall from grace, maybe harder than anyone in humanity ever has. Someone who got to that top with the name Anthony Weiner to begin with. And then you're like, no, no, they lived up to that name. Like, wait a minute, is that your child in the background of one of these dick pics you sent out on Instagram? Where his, like, I'm cheating on my wife Instagram tag was what, Carlos Danger, was less suggestive than his actual Uh, name. Uh, and rounding out the list, Joker, Winter Soldier, and the Act of Killing. Interesting. No Inside Out. Uh, no, and honestly, I was going to put Coco in before Inside Out. Okay. But it was a tough list, and I already felt pretty bad about having three comic book movies on here, but I'll stand by all of them. I think X-Men, I think Logan, and Winter Soldier. I think they're super good. If you're only including one Marvel movie in the last ten years on your list, what are you picking? It's probably Winter Soldier. That's probably my favorite of the Marvel movies. Uh, might be. I'd have to watch it again, but I've I've really had a complete turnaround on Guardians of the Galaxy too. Oh, it's crap. No, I love it. I really. That's a movie like that. You had. I, I, I've I almost turned w- around on Guardians of the Galaxy one. We're like, I don't even think I had fun when I saw <laughs> this the first time. I want to watch that again just to kind of really experience it again. Uh, but watching a lot of people who have talked about it afterwards, I'm like, oh, I think I really did kind of underestimate, like, uh, some of the... How really poopy strong, it was, yeah. How strong the writing was throughout it. 
strong. Uh, okay. Like, there's an entire subplot about how, like, Rocket Raccoon is kind of acting out because he's worried no one's ever going to care when he dies. And, like, that moment at the end where he sees everybody show up to Yandu's funeral and he starts crying because he's like, oh, people actually will show up. Like, it doesn't matter how much of an asshole I am, people are still going to come to my When Sylvester Stallone shows up shooting off fireworks? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm sorry, your bitter heart couldn't... How many, like, as you kick off half the movies on my list to fit on Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I, I mean, I didn't have to kick any of them off. I, I mean, there's a couple... Sorry, I, Beast of No Nation, no time for black stories. I mean, I'd probably... I'd have to, again, I'd have to see it again, but if I'm only going to do a couple comic book movies, I don't know if Logan makes it. How does Logan not make it? I think you hold a, you hold a bit of a fonder appreciation for those X-Men movies, I think, than I do. So I think Logan means more to you as kind of like... Logan defies a genre before anyone was defining, defying a genre in comic book movies. And define it in what way? Defying it as far as, like, this isn't, like, popcorn. You're just going to sit here and go, like, woo! Civil War started. Not it. Dark Knight? You would feel like a big no, fuck, don't you? No, because Batman still fucking rides in at the end and saves the day. And it's still an upbeat ending. I mean, technically, he's like rides off and goes, you know, I'm the upbeat one that's hunted. Ending. I was like, upbeat ending. I wasn't commissioner. Or, uh, well, if you, know, if you didn't see... If, if you didn't, <laughs> well, no, if you don't see Dark Knight Rises, it's an upbeat ending. <laughs> I mean, even then, he's like, he disappears into the shadows. To become hunted, but... As, you know, if you didn't see Dark Knight Rises, you assume, like, nah, he overcomes that at some point. <laughs> he doesn't suddenly retire for eight straight years. <laughs> Just and cry his, about his... I, I didn't have his mansion talking about uh, his About family. this leg problem that got fixed ten minutes at, <laughs> at the doctor's <laughs> he, office. He just put his leg-fixing machine on and he was fine. <laughs> if you ignore Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, I think, has a happy ending, kind of. Probably to a certain extent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to actually think about, like, my favorite movies of the last decade. It'd probably be... I'm sure Her would be on there, Inside Out. Probably Winter Soldier. Uh, probably Rush. Like, those are movies I honestly probably all are in contention for, like, my top five movies of all time list. So I'd put those all in there. Uh, Coco probably is in there as well. Um, Phantom Thread. That, that was a classic. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the ones we've done, like, the past couple years. Like, I, the wife was good. I don't know if I... Three billboards? No, I don't think... No, that's right. I think you didn't you, enjoy you, that. You liked, yeah. you liked that one a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Uh, like, um, the wife's probably... I kicked okay. off uh, I kicked off the uh, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs movie off my list. It was almost on it. That one was a really good one. I, I, I don't know if that'd make my top of the year, but definitely, like, a super good one that I really enjoyed. One I forgot about was, uh, Contact. Not Contact. What was the Amy Adams? Uh, Arrival? Yeah. Did I ever tell you, like, this, there was, uh, when I was taking an anthropology class, the teacher wanted us to watch, like, a movie, and she was like, ooh, we could watch, uh, Arrival, because it's all about languages and everything. Has anyone ever seen it? And I was, like, the only person in class who had seen it. I was like, yeah, I kind of see it. She's like... How is that possible? Uh, apparently no one had really seen it. It's a class of probably, like, 17 kids or something like that. And she's like, well, we don't have time for all of it. Uh, we're just going to watch, like, the last, like, 50... Grrr, 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 grrr. <laughs> we're going to watch, like, the last, like, 50... <laughs> Aliens just farting out ink. <laughs> Giant hands. Uh, we're just going to watch, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie or so. And I was like, how the fuck? I couldn't even remember how it ends. And then it starts playing. And I immediately just start laughing my ass off. 
Because I realized as soon as I see the scene where she talks to like a Chinese council, I was like, oh, right. This ends in time travel. Like it's a time paradox. Oh, that yeah, they create that's right. That With her dead and, son yeah, or something. Yeah, she can go back in time to tell the governor or the Chinese general something. So everyone in class is like, what the fuck is happening? I have no idea what's coming on. I was like, I forgot oh, about we, that ending. Yeah, I was it. like, yeah, we picked like the worst 15 minutes of this movie to try to watch it and be like, ah, oh, yes, this interesting <laughs> insight into how language evolves. I thought, I was like, I remember liking a lot of, a lot of that movie. Why do not I, why do I not remember it more fondly than I do? And I forgot, yeah, it did have kind of that <laughs> yeah, clunker it was, ending. It was something like she could, she went back in time through the aliens to warn the general to not fire Otherwise, it would have started a war or something like that, and her kid had some part. Like, I don't know, it was a lot of weird stuff in there. So you'll go Days of Future Past over Logan? Uh, I don't know if Days of Future Past makes my list. Really? Up. Well, if I'm just... if you, uh, Here's the thing. Now, uh, you didn't tell me, like, we were going to make a list sure. for this. So I didn't have time to, like, put together, like, 10 or 15 movies. Uh, I'd have to, like, Yeah, the stop new decade it. snuck up on all of us. Well, I didn't know we were going to do a list for the, mm-hmm. the podcast. So, uh, and what day is it? Thursday? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's still, like, November, right? Uh, if I had to, I'd have to slowly, like, start figuring out, like, is this, like, if it's a top ten, like, what am I putting in the top ten? Like, so I'm not saying necessarily Logan or Days of Future Past wouldn't make the list at the end of it, but I have to, like, actually sit down and be like, alright, well, what's, what's on there? Because, like, mm-hmm. my first natural instinct isn't that they're going to be on there, but I don't, I don't know if there's anything better than them. So maybe I still like, kind of reach the end of it. I'm like, oh, I guess those would be good on there. I'll read you Tyler's list. You can see if any of those jump out at you. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I like <clears> it. <throat> I, I, that one would probably be higher for me if I didn't use Twitter. Because mm-hmm. Twitter really, like, made me start to dislike the movie. Really? Because there are too many people who what, are just... just memes? No, or? just people who... Too many people who are just like... People are watching garbage while art like this uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse really just did... Like, people were like, this is the best comic book movie, this is the best Spider-Man movie, this is the best animated movie. Like, just stuff where people are, like, really hyping it up way too much more than... Like, I was like, look, I like the movie, but now you're making me kind of dislike it. Just calm down. The best Spider-Man movie is not saying a ton. Yeah. (laughs) But it just leads to now, like... I don't feel like I have to keep fucking hearing people be like, this is the best movie you've ever... There's so many little details you'd never understand that you'd never realize. So much more work went into that. Like, fuck off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Dr. Octopus is a chick. Fuck you, buddy. Her, Time, hashtag time's up. Her hair is shaped like an octopus would be. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily like a detail that I'm like... Blow, like I'm like, hold on, I have to pick my chair up off the floor after I got blown away just thinking about that. This movie must have been just at the very beginning of the decade. The town... Oh, the fucking Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck bank robbery movie. I remember liking it a lot. I, I haven't seen it in a while. Saw it. Uh, Straight out of Compton, which I remember liking. I don't remember it sticking with me that much. Uh, Mad Max, which I bet probably makes a ton of people's lists. Probably a ton. I, I I think I've been on the record before that I was like it. It was okay. I'm not super. It was just didn't work for me. For a movie about cars and action, which I'm generally not into, it was very good. I could totally appreciate it, and I know that a ton of, like, great special or uh, practical effects went into it, and it was sort of a feat of everything. It's just like, ah, it just wasn't, uh it's like the same thing with, like, Conan the Barbarian. I'm not, like, super into those kinds of worlds, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free Solo, which I haven't seen. Oh, I thought you, for a moment, I was like, the Solo movie? No. Really? Is Oh, um, I, Tanya, I think would make my list. I really like I, Tanya, I could see putting on there. Uh, I don't think it'd make my top 10. It might make my top 20, but, um, 
End of Watch, which is another very that, early decade. That the, the, Jake not, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and, I was going to say, that's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and um, uh, the Mexican, Mexican guy. Uh, oh, this is bad. Shaw, Pablo, no. Pablo? You didn't even go Shaw with, Pena. You didn't even go with Pablo. No, so Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Michael, Michael Pena. <laughs> and someone with a P. <laughs> I got there. How am I going to guess his first name? God, oh, it's like, got to be elusive. <laughs> like Pedro Papadopoulos. Uh, Inception, which I don't, I liked it when I saw it, but it, it felt like one of those movies I was like, this is kind of silly and out there enough where it's enjoyable, but I'm, I'm not really interested in seeing this again. And I, I don't think I'm going to hold too much fondness for it. Um, I don't know where, what were your thoughts on it? I don't think I saw it. I, I Christopher Nolan movies aren't like super my jam. I, I respect him as a filmmaker. It's just not necessarily my speed a lot of the time. Like, I love Dark Knight, but any of the other stuff I've seen, I've always kind of been, like, a little bit wary on. I'm sure if I watch Inception, I'd probably like it to a certain extent. Have you never seen Memento? No, that's on the, I think that's on the list of mine to see, though. Memento is a great movie. If not, The Prestige, I know is. Memento might be on there as well. Do you know the end? Oh, you know the I know how Prestige. Prestige yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know the twist. That's ultimately a... Which makes you wonder, like, I would put that at the bottom of my list now that <laughs> I know the, the ending. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few on that list that you're like, eh, it probably doesn't have as much. All right, Sixth exactly. Sense, you're going down the road. <laughs> it's, I guess the one positive is, like, the first time you ever experienced the movie, you're experiencing it the way you would on a second. Sorry, movie. Fight Club, you're getting knocked down the list. Yeah. Um... He put Avengers Endgame. He put Avengers Endgame, but didn't include Infinity War. And I don't know how you possibly... I think... I, I would argue, even subjectively, uh, Infinity War is a better movie. I think before, like how, um, kind of like before Phase 3 started, if you were to say, like, the first Avengers was one of your favorite Marvel movies, is the same kind of thing where you're like... It's not necessarily that the movie's that great. It's just that experience. You're like, holy shit, they actually did it. Yeah. It's such an incredible kind of feeling. Like, that's probably what I'd say with Endgame. Like, holy shit, we actually get that scene with essentially every superhero in a 10-plus year run of this franchise all in one shot. Like, 10 years of storytelling all coming together that's not, like, noticeably full of giant deficiencies or anything like that. Like, small problems here and there. But, like, not just, like, a complete train wreck of a movie. Like, that was that satisfying. Hit this end emotional core for, like, two major characters. Like, that's, like, somewhere, like, I could really appreciate that. It may not be my favorite of all the Marvel movies, but I could definitely see why it might make someone's top end list. No, I guess Infinity War just kind of hit me harder at the end. Yeah. It made me care more about the outcome of the movie while... <clears throat> while Endgame, as a Captain America fan, Endgame left me with too many questions. Like, so has you just been sitting around for decades? Yeah, but that's one of those things you almost kind of have to decide. You're like, it's probably better if I don't ask these questions, because it's not really going to increase my pleasure of the movie. Well, fuck you. You guys did 90% of these movies with no time travel, and then all of a sudden threw time travel in at the end. <clears throat> all right, well, uh, Fury was uh, his second-to-last pick, which I, I did kind of enjoy. It's a weird movie. But it's kind of a weird war movie, like kind of a Catch-22 where, you know, sometimes you just have to assume things don't make sense because you're not in war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then he ended it with Bad Wards, which was that Justin Bateman Spelling Bee movie where, oh, like, through some glitch... That's his best? Through some, gli- <laughs> through some glitch, he's able to compete against children. The spelling bee, because he never graduated eighth grade. 
<laughs> that was in his best movies? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, hey, it's Tyler. Uh, honestly, that was classier than I assumed that list was going to be. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at best movies of the past decade. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, I don't know if I'd make the list on that. I liked a lot. Um, I guess it would be the best uh, Coen Brothers movie in the last ten years, sadly. How many... There's what, We would just been Hateful Eight and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Are those the only Quentin Tarantino movies in the past decade? Coen Brothers. Is one no, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of the oh, Quentin Tarantino uh, movies. The Bastards, I think, was like was 2011 it? or 12. Okay. I was curious. Django, honestly. Oh, yeah, Django would have been in there, yeah. That's probably the best one he's had, honestly. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? Yeah, I'll okay. save it. Okay. Uh, well, let me see. I'm just going to try to pull up the list. Get Out. Get Out. Mm, I don't know if it would make my list. It's, it would be one of the ones I'd probably be cutting to reach the end of it, but I really mm. did enjoy Get Out. It's uh, got some great moments, certainly. Uh, Inherent Vice. I don't even know which one that is. Oh, that was the Joaquin Hippie movie. It was okay. The Great Gatsby. I thought that... Uh, didn't that... The Leonardo DiCaprio uh, one? I thought I heard people hated that one. It just visually, it was kind of stunning, but they added yeah. a bunch of CGI that shouldn't have been <laughs> Didn't necessarily in that be aware line, for yeah. a classic. Uh, wow. A lot of these are very uh, artsy movies that I feel like I have not heard uh, anywhere near as much about. Uh, it's really making me feel stinky. Maybe they get to Captain America in the next pick. It's like, nope, here's Synonyms, a 2019 uh, Colombian movie. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of these. I have no idea what these are. Making me feel like a rep inside out. Boom, right on there. All right, on my list, too. I'm matching up one with IndieWire. I don't know. I could probably put together, like, a list for, like, the next episode that might be mine. Uh, do any of the Star Wars make your list? New ones? If the last 20 minutes of Rogue, Inclu- yeah, I was of say, Rogue One Rogue was one. its own movie, then yes. Okay. But it's not... I mean, Rogue One... The people talking about Rogue One as after... You know, especially after you know Rise of the Skywalker came out, they're like, Rogue One... These standalone movies should have been their own one, especially Rogue One... I was like, Rogue One's a pretty forgettable movie for me until they get to that last planet at the end and really have like that final battle sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Mandalorian's better than anything they put out in the last in any of these last movies. Uh, it really fucking it, it fits it. <clears throat> you know what they what they called the original Star Wars. You know, like a space opera slash space western western. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes back to its roots a lot more um none of the movies you know what and and i'm not gonna shit on rise of the skywalker i liked rise of the skywalker uh it's got some problems and i guess the biggest one would be like if you're the the finale of a trilogy and the majority of what you do is completely negate what happened in the 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 movie right before you then you've kind of the, then the whole trilogy kind of comes into question where it's like, why did any of this sort of happen if you didn't have a, a, a final plan? I mean, you can shit on the prequels, but the prequels were one guy's vision of what's going to happen over three movies. Uh-huh. And and the new ones were just like, J.J. Abrams like, here you go, I kind of gave you a bunch of nostalgia. 
figure it out. And the second one was like, ah, well, I'm going to try something a little bit different and kind of dip my toe in and into nostalgia, but still do my own plan. And it got, you know, I mean, shit, it still made a ton of money. It wasn't a bomb at all. And it just got a ton of nerd anger online and then they just completely overcorrected and decided like ah, you know what instead of dipping real hard to it yeah yeah instead of dipping my toe in nostalgia we're just gonna dive head first in nostalgia and just like if a star wars movie that you're trying to make your own for a new generation was an equation there's no equation that that factors bringing back the emperor without it looking weird yeah and it I don't know. I still like the movie, but it, it would be impossible to fit any of the the last three Star Wars movies into the best movie of the decade. And I probably would have, if I had done one for 2000 to 2010, I probably would have included Revenge of the Sith in it, honestly. Yeah. And Revenge of the Sith. It's one thing, I eventually, because I, I held off. I read spoilers ahead of time, because uh, I was really concerned about the trailer. So I had read leaks. And I was like, let me just hear if anything in here sounds truly egregious. And I, the things I read were like, Palpatine comes back, Ray is Palpatine's uh, daughter or granddaughter, uh, spoilers, I guess, by the way, uh, and Hux is like a, it betrays the First Order to help the good guys. And I was like, all of these just sound super lame and dumb. So I kind of held off and I waited for spoilers to come out. And I read the spoilers. I was like, oh, so all of Because that, at the point, I was like, maybe that isn't true. Because it sounded kind of shitty. And I was like, maybe it's not true. And, I, and <clears throat> Kylo uh, got redeemed. I was like, that was another thing. I was like, that sounds kind of queefy. So I read it, and I was like, all right, maybe that's not the case. And then the spoilers came out, and it confirmed everything. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to hold off on this one. I'll probably watch it when it comes out on DVD, just so I can say I've seen them all, but... There's no... Because Kylo Ren shouldn't have been redeemed. No, like, that was I... something that was interesting. Like... It's weird how there was, like, so many points where you're like, oh, kind of rhymes, but you're like, yeah, you don't need to rhyme everything, though. You don't need to fucking do everything. And the end of the second movie really made you think they were going to go for a different path. Even if I didn't like it, at least it was different, and at least it was one, at least it, like, At least I'm not just watching an inferior version of the original trilogy at that point. Where, like, the first one, Force Awakens, is already so much of a uh, new hope kind of like mm-hmm. homage it's nice to have like little things that you're like oh here's stuff we're gonna do that's gonna be different and then just ultimately not going down that road at all and you're like no he's gonna she, they, they fight the emperor again <laughs> they, they have to throw him down another pit or something like that who knows because again if you want to shit on the prequels Revenge of the Sith it it, it, it harvests everything those first uh, even the bad parts of those first two movies it harvests it to kind of create the end of that story and it all kind of makes sense at the end. It's also nice, like... I mean, that's sort of the big issue you have with, like... And if you were ever like, I didn't get enough backstory on the Emperor, like, no, you you definitely did. The prequels. Or if I didn't get enough Emperor, like, no, the prequels were there. There is no reason to bring that guy back. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. And I love the Emperor. Yeah, it's nothing against him. It's just like, it's just doesn't... It felt like a... Because it's also like, there's no like lead up to it. The story, the movie opens in the first line. It's like the dead speak. Like, Were you surprised back. when you heard that on Flophouse? 
Uh, that that was in the fucking... Yeah, that that's the first... Well, also, that uh, the teaser to it was in a fucking Fortnite cinematic in the video game Fortnite. Because <laughs> they were doing a Star Wars crossover, so there's like a little teaser about like how Palpatine's back, and you learn it through there first. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, it was part of the pick the envelope out of the jar thing, and it was a Shawnee Boy episode, and he picked the envelope that uh, I obviously didn't write for Sean. But uh, wrote, like, how would you start the next Star Wars movie? And I wrote it, and I was, I said, uh, wouldn't it be crazy if all of a sudden, like, Kylo Ren just heard the Emperor's voice calling to him, and it was to a faraway Sith planet that they had a fleet of ships just available to him? And thinking, like, how cool would that be? And then when I saw it on screen, I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, this is absurd. (laughs) Just this planet with infinite Star Destroyers popping out of it. Oh, and the first scene is a tank of of snow clones. Just like, (laughs) why are you still keeping tanks? Why are you making them now? I don't, wasn't he your puppet the entire time, I guess? Oh, he was. Yeah, apparently. That you're like, I guess he was always, the Emperor was always kind of the one. And and if you were trying to throw people off your trail, why did you pick some guy that was so similar to you, outside of the fact he wore wore like a gold lame robe, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, like it really really didn't hide all that much. Because I I started thinking about it, I was like, remember after the first movie, where there were all these elaborate theories about how uh, Snoke was potentially Darth Plagueis the Wise, Mm -hmm. and all these elaborate things to how it connects that, and at the end you're like, no, no, it just turns out it's the Emperor. Again. And Dark Plagueis would have been so much more interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> to do something like that instead of like this weird, I don't know, very comic booky kind of thing. Like, all our families are fated to be connected in a way that they're like, I know Star Wars has a lot that like kind of legacy plays a part in it, but it never felt so much so that it was like the Palpatines and the Skywalkers are destined to fight each other throughout time. Like, in what way? Because you're the only Palpatine I know. Like, yeah. it's like. It's like they killed, like, the Palpatine son to get here or something like that or anything. Well, and this was the thing we were... Supposedly, what they were trying to separate... It's not about bloodlines. It's about the the Force and the dark side. And then it's like, oh, no, the dark side also has a very powerful family. (laughs) It's like... And also, these are three different Skywalkers you're talking about. You're the same goddamn Palpatine they've all dealt with. (laughs) It's not like there's actually an elaborate family tree here we're dealing with. How do you still keep happening? Yeah, it was so weird because you could have just gone with Kylo Ren yeah. as as the bad guy. That would have been such a more interesting story. And maybe he changes his mind at the very end. Maybe you redeem him. I don't think you do need to redeem that character, but or the, you, or you could give him his in final the movie he, redemption, like Darth Vader kind of gets. Where on his deathbed, maybe he chooses not to be as evil as possible, but not so much so that you're like, oh, you you get redeemed. You take back your original name, and you come back as the big hero you, at the end. No, you go, you double down back into what you used to be, to the point where you even put your mask back together with red streaks in it, as though you only had one mask. When it's already been confirmed that Darth Vader didn't even have one mask, so why do you need one? Like, <laughs> why do you need to put together this old mask that has like red fucking queer streaks through the side of it? And still, like, and she and he challenges her. This is all obviously you should bail out if you haven't seen the last Star Wars movie. He challenges her, you know, going back to Kylo Ren with the mask and everything. Challenges her. 
loses to her again, as he constantly does, and she kills him. Actually, like, summons the lightsaber, shoots it through his chest, mm-hmm. kills him, and which you thought, holy cow, this movie's taken a very new direction that I didn't see coming, and I'm kind of interested, because now it's, you know, I mean, the Emperor's... You, you take so much of the the kind of mystery out of it when the Emperor is still at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, and they still don't even go for that. She has to bring him back alive, which there's a scene in The Mandalorian where Baby Yoda can bring people back to life that they actually postponed. Yeah, I to, heard they, they to premiere after this so that they could establish, like, yeah, this is a Jedi thing. You can bring people back from the dead. And then... I don't know. It, it's so crazy how like meaningless you made the second movie and continued to kind of keep this going for really no purpose. It's I mean, it, it's I still like the movie overall, but it's shocking what you did with this and why you bothered doing this. And there's so many like topics now of like, all right, well, what are they going to do now? Now they decided uh, like we're not going to do trilogies anymore. We're just going to do standalone movies. We don't have any planned for a while. Like, there's no next Star Wars movie in the docket right now. We have to wait till something gets. There shouldn't be anybody. It should be give it to one guy and let them just do it. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, and I know he wouldn't, but I was like, you know, just let George Lucas have it again. I mean, he's never going to do it. He'd never want to, but I'd almost be curious. I would argue the prequels are a stronger franchise than the new three. Honestly, once again, it's still one guy's uh, vision. Yeah. And they're different. Like, that's, like, there's... You you don't mistake the plot. No one was ever going to say, like, oh, The Phantom Menace is just New Hope all over again. Like, there was never those comparisons, because they're always such different movies. Part of it's because they spent a lot of time in the scenes, but... Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, you had to get through litigation. Yeah. <laughs> Constitutional legislation. Yeah. But none of them were Misa ever... Misa object! <laughs> Misa forward, new motion! Addendum to current climate bill! Uh, oh, yeah, trying to restrain our <laughs> treaties. <laughs> the Gungans would like to take the floor. Oh. Uh, but no, like, so my guy comes out. Those are the uh, under siege Gungans, you understand. <laughs> those of us from mainland Naboo don't appreciate this. Uh, but none of them would ever have been mistaken for the original movies. Because none of them you would be like, oh, well, this, like, the Attack of the Clones is just Empire Strikes Back. And they were all completely different in that way. And there's something really important to kind of say about that where you're like they're their own movies for better or for worse they're their own movies if someone had asked you before they released these new three movies what you were looking for more or were you looking for more of a George Lucas's kind of own design of this or were you looking for something more that like cashed in on kind of the nostalgia uh see I didn't have like a time like it was going to be cool to be like oh we'll see Luke and, and Han Solo again because at that point it had already kind of been confirmed that the actors had been approached and no one it wasn't like Ghostbusters say so like I don't know Bill Murray said he has no fucking plans to be a part of this or something like that like everybody seemed Dan Aykroyd says film away <laughs> yeah everybody was seemed to be on board yeah. with it so in that way I'm like okay I'm kind of interested in nostalgia but it was it was the idea too they were going to do different things like it was like hey we're going to do Ray and it's she's she's a nobody she's just this person on this planet uh, we kind of even shifted around a little bit where you think John Boyega is actually going to be the character because you're no the, you're the one seeing him with the lightsaber and all he's the just a thirsty loser chasing after her but after the first movie that wasn't the case yeah that's where you got excited you were like cool we got these two these two big leads almost like the idea that you're going to front Star Wars on these two characters. In equal footing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, 
You have to do politically part of that on Rise of the... Or, uh, and Rise, third or Rise fourth the, are or two Return. of the best male actors of this yeah, decade. Yeah, like, you have to put down Last Jedi for kind of taking away from that, because, I mean, whether you like it or not, there's certainly a level where just taking Finn away from all of that to do the Casino Planet stuff, you really kind of, like, downturn that character, and suddenly yeah. it was a lot less about, like, Ray and Finn, and it was like Ray and then Finn, and then I've, they like I've heard in a third. And they give her, yeah, they give around. Ray, they give Finn another potential interest, romantic yeah. interest. And they've also had it confirmed that I guess there's a scene where they're both sinking in quicksand. He's like Ray, uh, before I die, yeah. I have one last thing, and the, the, everyone would assume it's him saying like I love you or I have feelings for you. Apparently, the director's been like, no, no. In those last moments, he was trying to tell them like Ray, I'm poor sensitive. <laughs> You're like, why would he have said it then? In this moment, I couldn't even help. I heard that, too. I was like, you know what? That made the movie even a little bit worse, to be honest with you. Yeah, just like the idea that it is like, like, Ray, I'm about to die. Maybe I could have saved this with my force powers, but I didn't. Wait, what? Why would you bother telling her that? I actually have the ability to control quicksand. (laughs) (laughs) Forgotten to know. Uh, Yeah, very strange. And, like, it, it was kind of exciting knowing that first movie where you thought you had these two new leads... You kind of had... I didn't know Poe was supposed to be that big of a deal at that time, but, like, you did have these other, like, kind of side characters. Of it wasn't when they wrote him. They were going to kill him off in the first movie. Yeah. And then Oscar Isaac said he wasn't going to do it unless he had a longer stretch. Yeah. And I'm sure for him, he's like, oh, well, I never have to work on a big movie again because my entire livelihood is paid through my life now. Yeah, the inside Lewin Davis money probably wasn't, like, paying the bills. Yeah, I'm just so saying. guaranteed that. Uh, yeah, I really was excited after the first one to see something kind of interesting and new. And where it's like, no that's one, fine. You can borrow a little bit from the past. I get that. You need like, you want found, something to pro- this propel take, yourself off. It's taking place in the same universe too. Yeah. Like we're all aware. Like this isn't like Harrison Ford seventy three at that point. You're like, yeah, this isn't ten thousand years after Return of the Jedi. This is what like forty years, sixty years after Return of the Jedi. Thirty five. Is that how much specifically supposed to be? I mean, Return of the Jedi was like the 70s. Uh, No, Return of the Jedi is 83. Was it 83? Okay, so I guess it is, yeah, like 35 or something like that. So, like, we're taking place 35 years later. Like, I expect there to be some references and stuff like that. But knowing the entire expanded universe of Star Wars has all these other things that don't involve fucking the the Emperor Palpatine and fighting Death Stars again... To be like, well, no, we're going to make sure we still do those things. And it's just like, I don't know, at what point are you trying to really remind us about stuff? And at what point are you just telling the same story over and over? You know what? And George Lucas took shit during the entire release of all those prequels. Never once. Well, outside of, like, minimizing uh, Jar 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 Binks. Never retreated from it. And decided this was the trajectory I'm going with. And these movies are the exact opposite. They're like, the second movie didn't do well, and nostalgia fans didn't care for it, and they're like, all right, fine, we're going to go completely the opposite. You know what, guess what, the Emperor's back. You're like, why is the Emperor back? He shouldn't be back. There was no clues to hint that he was back. It's not like this was something like you slowly set up. And even at the end of this movie, he gets blown up on a planet. It's like, well, before he was launched into a giant generator. And to a giant space station, (laughs) he exploded. Like, he was like three different levels of dead at that point, so... I mean, who knows? Theoretically, he could come back. They're like, no, Palpatine can always just... Well, that's the scary thing. They've set it up. He could always come back. (laughs) Which was, like... And I never read any of the books, but that was always, like, some of the big, biggest, like, negative remarks about the books was that they kept recycling. Like, there's always a Palpatine clone or something they have to deal with. And then they went right back into that 
for these movies. Yeah, it, this could have been such a much more interesting movie with Kylo Ren as the bad guy. I feel like, yeah. Just I, him immediately killing Hux, first of all. <laughs> like, what do I need you for? I, I, I can't think of a single thing you add to this equation. I feel like if they do a new Star Wars after this point, you can't do anything. You can't continue it after Rise of the Skywalker. You have to either go way before, way after, or you do something on the side. Like, you can't try to immediately do a follow-up. You do Knights of the Old Republic. If I'm, a bil- if I'm a billionaire, I'm like, do Knights of the Old Republic. Or do, like, uh, I know there's, like, um, Jedi Outcast, or Jedi, yeah, Jedi Outcast, I think, is the new game they made. I've heard people say that's pretty solid, and that's supposed to take place, I think, between three and four. You do something along those lines, do it something off to the side, do it, like, a thousand years later so you don't have any of the baggage... Or, I don't know, wait, 60 years later or something. You just, like, you can't do another movie that's taking place, like, 10 years later or something no. like that. Or it t- has to take place somewhere else in, like, the galaxy where nothing, none of the other stuff is relevant anymore or something. Like, you just, you can't try to do it again. Have you ever spent more time reading in a video game than the KOTOR games? There's other games I've played. I don't know if I've played them all the way through. There are other games where it's almost entirely text-based. Which just all lore. Yeah, just all lore. But, like, I don't... Again, I don't think I've ever finished any of those other games. Uh, KOTOR's definitely up on, like, towards the top of that list. Were there, how many of those could you be like, you could easily turn this into a, a movie series? That has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Yeah, like, there's, there's no Skywalker in there... Uh, now, granted, Revan has kind of become his own kind of problematic character over time. Just yeah. because people love that character too much. And and he's so powerful. To, and Yeah, they keep trying to make him more and more of a thing. So, I mean, there's there's problems there, too. But, I, I mean, just to be able to do something that's a little bit different in that universe feels like something... Like, there's definitely something to take inspiration from, if nothing else. Could you imagine a movie that's just KOTOR 2? Just I mean, like a kid, just like somebody is showing up on a medical base station and it's like, oh, there's two ridiculously powerful Sith Lords around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely like room to do And a, like a Nicole Kidman, maybe, or Charlize Theron playing Kreia? Something like that. I don't know if I'd want to see directly just KOTOR 2. Because mm-hmm. I think KOTOR 2 without KOTOR 1 loses a lot of it. Sort of punch. I think having the story of Revan as like a relevant factor you know everything about plays a lot into it. It played a lot to Kreia as well. And it's a lot to like... I'd love KOTOR to 1 almost needs a prequel because you almost just need the Mandalorian Wars to set it up. I almost think that they'd be better as TV series than a movie. There's a lot in KOTOR 2 to try to make into a single, like, uh, like a TV series, uh, a movie into a TV series. Like, it's too much to kind of digest. Like outside of Mikey, like all right, Treya, you're getting it. I put nothing into Matt for skills, and here comes all melee. Go boosh, go bing, go bing, go bing. He whomps the shit out of me. And she has like three sidesabers, <laughs> just cutting you with the penis. Like ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> My weak spot. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's and there's other ones too. Like I mean, I've always heard people talk about Grand Admiral Thrawn from like the books. Oh, like he'd be great. Like a great, like a great character to follow. Like, but make him as like an antagonist in a movie or something like that. How far did they, you make it into Clone Wars? Uh, like halfway through the first season, I think. I watched that god awful movie, which I wish someone had told me to skip. Yeah, the that's, movie that's, sucks. That, the movie just blows. Was Stinky the Hut and everything? Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a very Baby Java. <laughs> they call him Stinky the Hut too. 
<laughs> I forgot about the like the gay uh, hut that like chasses everywhere or something like that. Like, oh my! And, um, yeah, the, that movie. It felt like they aimed for teenagers and aimed like three years too low. And <laughs> it's very silly. Uh, the show, I think, I got about halfway through the first season, and they took it off Netflix, and then I kind of stopped like trying to pay attention to it. But they had a few characters like that, but not to digress. But Admiral Thrawn would be a great character yeah. to kind of fit in there. As like you could do it a movie on him or do it as an antagonist. Like I don't know, I'm a little, I'm starting to get a little annoyed. There's all these big, uh, like nerd franchises now that are trying to like really stretch themselves, stand on all the properties they have. Like we have Sony doing Morbius, and DC's doing the Birds of Prey now. Like stuff where you're just like. I don't know if I'm super, like, if this is necessarily the movie I want to see in all these properties, but you're going to kind of do it because these are the things you think you have, like, a big success on. So I don't know if I necessarily want to see them be like, well, we know Admiral Thrawn's big, so we'll do an Admiral Thrawn movie, but rather than, like, we'll have Admiral Thrawn in another movie that has to do with something else. We'll put him as an antagonist in something. And not try to create... Daniel Day-Lewis is Admiral Thrawn. You think he comes back for that? <laughs> he retires from acting and he's like, do I, think he, I thought Phantom Thread would be my final movie. Do I think he and, sits through ten seconds of the lunch of someone explaining to him where Admiral <laughs> Thrawn is? No. They're like, okay, so it's this blue skit, I'm gone. <laughs> but thank you for paying for my eggs benedict. As he walks out barefoot. Yeah, my eggs vegedict. <laughs> But yeah, something like that where they could take something like that and then make a new story with them or something along those lines. I think you're going to like Mandalorian quite a bit, honestly. I think so, too. It's a ton it's, of fun. It's one of those ones. I, I, My hope is to kind of wait a little bit and see what other stuff Disney Plus puts out so I don't, like, binge through Mandalorian and then immediately have to go cold turkey and any other content from there for a while. Granted, we're using somebody else's account, so at least I don't have to feel like I'm paying for something Shh. that I'm not getting anything yeah, out of. quiet. But. Keep it down. <laughs> quiet. You fool. Are we? I hadn't heard. <laughs> uh, but the idea of like... I'll but wait. the next season, it's strongly hinted we're going to get uh, Baby Yoda. It's, it's disgusting they call him Baby Yoda. Although anyone... They call that, him the child, right? That's his official name. Yeah. and But the internet yeah. calls him Baby Yoda. And anyone that hasn't played any of the KOTOR games has, has never seen another Yoda. What was the other Yoda in... <sighs> Burn. Ah, fuck, I can't remember his name. He was brown, like yeah. Brownish. He was essentially a brown Yoda, and he was the same kind of role, like he but was still like Yoda. immensely powerful in the force. Uh, and that it. seems to be that species, whatever it is, insanely powerful in the force. And it's it's kind of curious. That's the one thing George Lucas never wanted in any of the literature. He never wanted a backstory. Yeah, on that creature and. Uh, the end of Mandalorian indicates that he's going to have to find out the background of that cre- of what they are. Bandar, Master Bandar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be curious. Um, I'm interested because I think they've started. Really you assumed it's the it's got to be the epitome of the Force, right? There, whatever is. they are. Yeah, I mean that's certainly stronger than others. I mean, you could probably. And then get there's got to be a, an epitome of the dark side too. I wonder. Uh, maybe. I, I think you have to kind of get into lore, maybe, if they're supposed to be that special, or maybe if there's just so few of the race, maybe they're better at connecting to it. I don't know. Um, but to what I was saying, I I'm, I think Winter Soldier and Falcon's supposed to be coming out this year, so I might wait till that comes out, and that way I have at least two shows to watch on there. They're teaming up? Yeah, that's the show is going to be Captain... Uh, Which one's Captain America? Falcon. Because he got the shield. But doesn't have... 
the super. He doesn't have super serum. soldier serum. They might give him something. Who knows? But Daniel that Cole, seems eth- but, but that's, Daniel that seems ethically confirmed. questionable. They're like we're still like doling this out. Uh, well, who knows? Again, I'm just guessing. Maybe they do something like that. But Daniel Broy is confirmed to come back as Baron uh, uh, Baron Zemo in that. Oh, that would be interesting. So they're going to use him. So I don't know. It seems interesting. Uh, I'll look like when that comes out. I'll try to give Disney Plus like more to watch. I'll say for the most part, unlike the the Marvel Netflix ones that. Uh, the budget stays pretty consistent the whole way through. That's a positive. I'm good. To, I'm glad to hear that. That, that means they're putting a shit ton of money into it. So it, it's not like all those Marvel ones where it's like, hey, we put a ton of money in like the first couple episodes, and then there's that You're big lull. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember watching the first episode of Daredevil, being like, holy shit, this is shot like a movie. And then like you watch like episode five, they're like, okay, clearly the money is gone. <laughs> yeah. now. Spending as much time setting up shots, like really getting the lighting crazy or anything like that. We did our hallway fight. You no, so. Yeah, there's nothing like that in Mandalorian. That's cool. I'll have to check that out at some point, then. Uh, we're about, uh, like, hour 15 in at this point. Do you want to throw anything out? Um, nothing I can think of. Can you? I've had this topic on my list for a while, and I just want to get rid of it at this point. Uh, do you think you could beat your evil twin? So, like, this is almost like, uh, not necessarily Bizarro Mikey, but your twin who's dastardly and probably a little bit different from you in certain ways, do you think you could beat him? And, uh, like, what setting is he fighting me? Like, is he's, he, if he's surprising me, no, but... You know he's coming, but he's coming to kill you. In, and in, looks just like me. Looks, Yeah. And maybe he has, like, maybe he shaves instead of having a beard like you do, and maybe, uh... The thing would be to out-cheat him. <laughs> maybe his ears are bigger when you're, like, and his nose is kind of small or something like that. The thing would be to out-cheat him, because that's... He's your evil twin, though. I know, but the... E- well, that's what the good... He's, like, sort of the... That's op- what the good side's thinking, <laughs> so the evil twin's going way worse. <laughs> so, like, the idea being if he's sort of, like, your opposite in that way... I kind of have to shoot mom and Scotia right from the get-go <laughs> to keep him from, like, holding them captive. To be honest, if I have to fight him, um, Evil Mikey's a very scary guy. I don't know if I will... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I think I can beat him if I just let go of everything and don't give a shit about how it turns out and... If the only goal is to make sure Evil Mikey doesn't continue from this fight, I think I can beat him. All right, now what about Bizarre Mikey? So he's like kind of short, kind of pudgy, but he's done nothing but sports his entire life. So you got I like so. almost like a Wolverine, just like he's just this girthy, stocky, just dude who's done. I kind of have like to crouch to fight him. I can't let him tackle me. He's just gonna pound the shit out of me. Like, I can't let that happen. <laughs> he's, he's, he knows basically every sport. He's he done kno- it all. He knows how to swing a punch. There's just going to be a bunch of things. He knows how to change his oil. Like, he's really, he's got these skills that it's just incredible. And all my fighting is going to be, like, wildly swinging, but it's just, like, long arms that are going to take forever to get him. And every punch I hit on him, he's hitting 20 on me. <laughs> he's just speed bagging your, your ball sack. Like, oh! Um, no, I don't think I'm beating. <laughs> I honestly, I, I can't say I'm beating Bizarro. 
Well, I'm thin, so Bizarro Mikey's got to be really fat, right? Yeah, Bizarro Mikey's kind of chunky, and he's short. But again, okay. so Bizarro, if I get it, if Bizarro I get Mikey's ch- also spent his entire life playing sports. If I get any kind of, he doesn't have a good, he doesn't have any good taste in music or movies. But he basically none of those walked. are going to help me in this fight. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what like Legends of the Hidden Temple thing where he's going to have to name like Tom Petty's second most popular song as I go through it before he gets in. You can't distract him with, like, history and trivia. No, there's not going to be a door that shuts behind me that's, like, name the Axis powers from World War One. He's just going to mow down my ass, but I gotta... I just gotta be able to keep out running. You probably have better cardio than he does. Yeah. But, uh... But he doesn't smoke but either. He's got- <laughs> this guy... This is my true nemesis. It's weird. I'm lined up, like, if somehow I got in the Justice League and, like, all their nemesis are lined up and it's, like, Bizarro, Superman, and Bizarro, like, all the rest. And mine's just, like, the, it's Danny DeVito, but he just has great cardio and can outrun me. <laughs> and just really great technique. Like, real great polish. And the rest of them are like... He knows his way around a car and a house, like, so he can really... He knows how to, like, break in when he needs to. Wonder Woman's his Chitara, and I'm just running behind her, like, to try and flee. And she's like... (laughs) Captain Larius, where are you going? I was like... Professor knows. (laughs) We need you. Where are you going? (laughs) And my nemesis is just a fucking pumpkin with, like... Awesome cardio. Short stops coming for me. I have to get out of here. Like, well, why didn't you get back here, Mikey? <laughs> but it's so ripped and so short and still fat, though. But, like... Oh, just, like... It's the sugar just, man, yeah, I guess, like from, fat, like... Like, just for some reason, he's just fat muscle. I, I think it would be the sugar man from the X-Men, like, comics. <laughs> just, like, his nose is a little too small, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I'm beating that guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, uh, he's going to be tough. Um, Nega Mikey, that just like, that's just like me opposite colors and slightly more evil. That one, I think I can probably beat, uh, just like straight up fist fighting and it's going to, and I'm going to surprise him going to, uh, cause I'm going to fight even dirtier than he does. <laughs> you both have like four pockets full of sand. You're like, Psh! Yeah, it's gonna, it's, we're gonna switch masks during it and people aren't gonna be sure who's who. But I think I beat that guy. I don't think I beat that guy, Mikey. Honestly. You don't think you beat Bizarro? I don't think I beat Bizarro, Mikey. I don't, that's cause I, I can outrun him, but his cardio is just gonna be better and he's just gonna be hunt, hungry for my ass the entire time. <laughs> he has like the real gumption to really go after it too. Like that's a guy that's like, he lives for athletic achievement. Like, he really, he, this is what he wants. His by. cheat day is carrots. Because my cheat day is fucking Wendy's value meal. <laughs> he, he never eats, like, never drinks. So he's lived the most clean living a human being basically can at this point. Yet somehow still just ended up fat and short, but <laughs> stout as fuck and just like... And it's going to be so sad because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be outpacing him. For, like, a block or two. <laughs> and then eventually... And you just see it like a steamroller. Oh, like, <laughs> Alright, I'll take a break. What's going on behind me? Toot, toot! Like, you ever watch a, like, a pup named Scooby-Doo where, like, how little Velma's legs would just, like, go in, like... Yeah. Like a cartoon, like, just one wild version. <laughs> that's, that's what you're watching. Like, oh, no! Oh, he's just gonna scrappy-do-me. That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna puppy power and just beat the shit out of me. 
Just like a single uppercut to the dick, and it's like over at that point. In front of the Wendy's on Progress, because he had to follow me there, because he doesn't know where that is. He's never even heard of it. There's a Wendy's on Progress? I hadn't heard. He's like, Wendy's? What is that? Some kind of uh, snack food establishment? All right, do you beat... We'll start first with Nega Christopher, evil Christopher. My evil clone? Uh, Same proportions. I think that one... He's knowing, just inclined to evil. Knowing me, I think... And he wants to take your place. I think we're both so kind of clumsy when it comes down to it, because we're both just living in this moment way too much and being impulsive that it really... That, I feel like, is a 50-50. But it's like, whichever one of us has a wild plan that actually seems to actually work in our favor is probably going to be the one. Uh, maybe I win if he's the one who's making the first shot, just because I feel like it's not going to be as good as he thinks it is. <laughs> That's maybe the one hope that he's like, I'm going to wind up with a gigantic ride right. And I'm like, oh, well, this one was a little telegraphical. Pink! And then, <laughs> that one first advantage, I really need to steamroll into a victory. Street Fighter 2 walrus jumping that yeah. guy. Like, rub, rub, rub. Oh, yeah. And then it's just <laughs> just like the E-Honda slaps across the room like, ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, there's not a chance I'd be <laughs> Bizarro Christopher. What's Bizarro Christopher? Uh, he's just in amazing shape. Just in amazing shape. Again, has played sports his whole life. Uh, really feels, like, emotionally fulfilled. <laughs> like, so I guess that's, like, the one... Maybe I'm like, you really have enough. Do you really need to take me down? Like, While he's coming to take you down, it, it just he's pushing women away. Like, I have no time. Please. <laughs> Ladies, get just yourself fight, under control. Just fighting each other. Um... Maybe the only chance... Finds a coupon for Papa John's on the door, and he's like, Papa John's? (laughs) Maybe my one hope is that he's so cocky. Because I've never been somebody who's really arrogant, so I'm like, maybe he's just so overwhelmingly cocky. I mean, he has good reason to. He's in great shape. He's really... (laughs) Great paying job. He's really got the world in his his palm. So my hope is that maybe he just overestimates me and I can, like, throw a brick in his penis and run or something. I'm not going to get far. Again, his cardio is astounding, but that's my one hope, is I can literally, like, get, like, one good, like, in on him being overconfident. At least to, like, get close enough to, like, tag the flash on his shoulders. Like, can I have a little help? <laughs> yeah. As he's got seven Dr. Zooms just kicking the shit out of him. Like, oh, stop it! <laughs> Please! Mine stopped to eat celery and deal with his problems emotionally. <laughs> so he'll be a few minutes. Desire Chris was like, how do you find time? I'm just so busy staying on top of everything. Like, oh, I surely use this time to plan, I guess. A couple more episodes of Binge with Babiso, and then I'm on top of this. Then I'm going to start planning for when Desire Chris shows up. Bizarro Mikey's like, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff done around the house that you've just been kind of worrying about and not doing. <laughs> like, oh, now they're friendly. Now they're just living our lives for us. And moms pick them over us. Ooh, what's biz- uh, what's mom? evil mom? What's bizarro mom? I mean, evil mom's just like, I guess, more... Are manipulative. they the same, honestly? No, evil mom's got to be more manipulative. Like, almost like insidious in what she does. So stuff like where she'll break a plate, she'll be like, oh, I'm just so silly, I didn't know, or something like that. Watch your feet! Or she kicks the dog, like, just, like, shitty. Like, it's just, like, whenever you, like, whenever you go to, like, insane parents on Facebook, I feel like that's what she needs to be on that level on. Like, she's calling us constantly, like, Uh are you coming home? Or something like that, like, really, like, really nagging the entire family on the whole time. Bizarro Mom 
uh, we're never seen. <laughs> like, it's just this idea of, like, this superwoman who has everything. That in comes in with groceries. I did it all myself. She's like, here's some food for everybody. That, and, like, wipes her hands of it. And she's like, uh, I'll see you guys for Thanksgiving. And then wave Cooks out. a pizza, cuts it, and it's like, you know what? My cholesterol. I'm fine. <laughs> and she's like, I really enjoyed baking just for the spirit of it. Not really enjoying anything that comes out of it. That's for everyone else. That's where they get theirs. Where real mom has to go to the alternate universe and join their, like, sinister Justice League. <laughs> this thing where mom's trying to take out her evil, the bizarro one, and it's just like a box with a stick on it and a tub of ice cream underneath. She watches Bizarro Mom watch straight fast, like, what the fuck is up with her? <laughs> What's the, is it the Justice Order? What's the bad version of Oh, uh, it's the... Injustice Society or something like that. Or There's no way like justice, justice administration justice or something. Justice it Lord, might be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mom joins that. <laughs> you know what the bullshit patty cake business they're up to over there? <laughs> what kind of queer shit? Mom. He buys a pizza. I cook it. And he eats a quarter of it. <laughs> Two hours later. Sometimes I just cook pizzas with nobody's own. That fat, gross hog. <laughs> and Purple Manta's even like, oh, good God, you're <laughs> sinister. You're boss. You're so unpleasant to be around. Here's the torch of evil. Oh, thank you. And then throws it straight in the trash. Like, hey, can we get that torch back? She's like, I don't know where it ever was. No, Pop, there was never never one. Oh, maybe that's her thing, where she's almost like a hypnotist. Like, she puts a thing, and she's like, there was no pizza, Bob. There was never a pizza, Bob. Like, (laughs) And then the obligatory uh, Bizarro Terry, which is just fat and wild. (laughs) Like, vocally racist. Doesn't cheat at board games. (laughs) <laughs> Great manners. <laughs> yeah. the board games. Just the, 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 the hideous monster. Oh, you know what? You're right. I didn't have the wrench. <laughs> you win this version of Clue. <laughs> oh, and a good sportsman about it, too. Like, oh, I tipped the hat to you. It was very, very honorable of you. Smallest tits ever. <laughs> but, <yeah, weird. laughs> but again, fat as the day is long. <laughs> Just <laughs> hates dogs. I've actually donated my bosoms to other more deserving candidates. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for Super Larry S. Brothers this time. you have anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, Michael uh, Larios stand-up on YouTube. Michael J. Larios on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, once again, we're gonna. I'm going to put these episodes up before the Oscars. And then following that, there's going to be kind of a deluge... Deluge? I think either works. Yeah. Of uh, older episodes. So keep in mind, but please uh, continue to support the podcast. Give uh, five-star ratings on iTunes. Always appreciated. And uh, thanks to everybody. All right. That's going to do it for the Super Lairs podcast. Next one you're going to hear after this, hopefully, will be the Oscar podcast, more than likely. So stay tuned for that. We'll catch you next time right here on the Super Darius by the Super Show. Boop, 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 boop.